What is up, everyone? Join us in our quest towards being truly extraordinary at what we do. Welcome to Star Map of the Guide to Awesomeness podcast, powered by Coldwell Banker, Ronan Realty, and produced by Twisted Spur Media Solutions. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another awesome episode. Today, I'm joined by Matt Leonetti. He's a real estate agent and content creator with the agency in Toronto. He's built his brand on being sort of funny and clever and sometimes having a bit more polarizing content that whether you like it or not, it demands your attention because you you really got to see what he's doing and you're interested in what he's doing, whether it's something related to real estate or it's just something comical that he's doing. You want to watch him. He's earned millions of organic views on social media, and his unconventional approach has landed him on some of the biggest stages, speaking with Ryan Serhant, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Tom Ferry. He's forged his own path and has become a fan favorite among both agents and clients. Matt, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I love the idea, again, that the content that you do isn't necessarily so business. It's a lot more of this fun, sort of lighthearted content. Again, sometimes, like like I mentioned, polarizing. You're honest about things. You're not trying to make things look pretty necessarily. You're just being real. That's a huge step. A lot more agents are, are starting to do that kind of stuff. But I think you helped set the bar on what that looks like. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of trial and error. Yeah, I went through a lot to get here because when I got into the business, I kind of lost myself. And I think a lot of agents can relate to that uh, because we don't know how to act or how to be. And as soon as I became more authentic, that's when everything changed for me. And how did you really get into the industry in real estate? <laughs> I, I was just watching like Million Dollar Listing, Ryan Serhant, shit like that. And then, yeah, maybe I want to do that. And I decided to get my license and that was it. It was as easy as watching those shows. And I got in and those shows made it look a lot easier than it actually is, but uh, I found that out fairly quickly. And then I got in probably two and a half, three years. My first couple of years were just awful because I was really trying to find myself. And then it wasn't until I was thinking about getting out of the business that I started doing these uh, comedy skits. One of the first ones I ever watched was the idea of Queen trying to sell you a home. And I think that's one of your bigger videos. That kind of content is, is something that wasn't really seen at the time. Yeah. And that's another thing. I mean, now that comedy space is very kind of oversaturated. Not that I was the first one to do it or anything like that, but there was certainly not as many people doing it when I started doing the comedy skits. And that Queen one was one of the ones that really took me to the next level. Like that's the one that I kind of got on Ryan Serhant's radar. His team did like an article on it. Uh, he had called me at one point. He told me he loved my videos. It was a really cool time. And then that kind of gave me a bit more credibility in this like comedy space. For sure. And it's not always easy necessarily to take business and do something comical with it. Because again, real estate, it's one of the biggest financial transactions that someone would ever do. And so to, to take that and let's, let's make fun, let's poke fun, let's have some fun with it to really create a network and create a clientele and things like that really helps shape who, who it is that you work with and how you work. Yeah. I realized once I started doing these videos, I always heard, you're not going to win them all. Everyone's not going to love you. So then I thought, why don't we just lean into that? Why don't I just niche down on the marketing and really focus on the people who will like me? And that's what I did. And that's what's worked now. And it changed my entire career. 
because, you know, not only am I a real estate agent, but I have an entire content creation side of my business that creates a lot of passive income for me now. So it was just like a big change in my whole life by just doing something that I really enjoy doing and that I'm passionate about. I think that's part of it, to find something that you really want to do. It's funny, you know, we just, I just had a, another podcast I recorded yesterday and uh, we talked about the idea of being passionate about what you're doing. If there's no passion behind it, you're not going to be able to help it grow. You're just going to kind of hit status quo, do the work, get things done, you know, get in, get out and wash your hands of it. But when you're passionate about it, you're, you're willing to put in the effort to make things happen. Yeah, 100% agree. And it's not to say that you're going to love every part you know, every minute of your day. But I mean, if you can do more things that you like than you don't like, then that's a win in my books. And uh, yeah, when you're passionate about something, it's easy to be consistent. And when you're consistent, you get results. You've already sort of touched on this, but how has social media influenced the way you do business? I mean, it's kind of everything at this point. I don't really do as much of that traditional lead gen as maybe I used to or should. I was big on open houses before all this, but this has really broken down a barrier for me. And I think video can do that for everybody because it makes people feel like they know you before they know you. So it's really cool. And it, the messages I get are like, Matt, I loved your video. I was having a terrible day and you, know, you really turned it around. My husband and I are looking to buy in the next six months and we just feel like you're not going to be so salesy and we can talk to you. And kind of really just broken down a barrier and I think humanized the process because I think everyone leads with sell, sell, sell. Uh, I do the complete opposite. I try and relate on different things. I've booked listing appointments from wearing a certain, like a Ramon shirt or a Guns N' Roses shirt because I don't know, I don't think you have to just talk about real estate all the time. If you're branded well enough, they know you're in real estate. So why not just relate with them on a different level? That's why I always say when you're doing video or something, why don't you, even if it's just like a, a market update video, why don't you have like a cool background with some shit that you like? So your favorite album, your favorite sports team, your favorite movie, just so people can see in the back and relate to that and be like, oh, I love that team too. I love that record. It just gives more layers to what you're doing. I talk about all the time, the idea of the fact that I'm hearing sort of the same concepts and the same ideas from all of these different you know, career paths and the things that people do, it's, it's creating relationships. And that's what's going to help drive your business is creating that connection with people. Absolutely. All the things I do are things that I would want to see. So I come from a point of like, well, what would I want to see from my agent? What would I want to see from whatever I'm doing? I've always gravitated towards like comedy commercials, commercials that are funny. And that's all I'm doing. I'm just creating commercials for my business. And when I figured that out, it flipped a switch in my mind and I just had complete tunnel vision and I knew exactly kind of what I was going to do because social media is a big commercial. Do you find that the persona that you've created within you know, who you are and how you are, do you find it challenging to maintain it or does it just come naturally to you? A lot of it is, I mean, it's me. This is what I, I like to do. This is how I am. Uh, a lot of the time. I mean, obviously, when I'm doing some of the skits or like acting something out, it has to be like me times 10 or whatever. But it's like a part of me, a, a big part of me. So like, it's not really like I'm maintaining anything. I'm just, this is how I am. Some of the skits are acted. So it's like I'm playing a part. But like, this is just what I love to do. And I think that's why it's translated so well is because people can tell that I really just love 
to do these things. It's that idea of being passionate about what you do is going to help make whatever it is that you're doing look and feel and, and have that sense of being real and true. Absolutely. What do you find the value within, you know, sort of the, the people that you work with and the network that you have? You're part of a bit more of an influential network, right? As you said, you know, being a content creator, it helps. That's another, you know, aspect of your business. Do you think there's value in the average business person or the average business owner having a touch point within an influential network like that? I think so in, in a bunch of different ways. First, I think everyone needs some sort of social presence at this point in the game, no matter what you're doing. I think a lot of people go to social to find services now. So I think if you don't have any, you know, you're not on there at all, then that's not great. And then if you can build some sort of credibility on social, get your followers up. I know followers aren't the end all be all, but if you can get some organic followers, like a a pretty good following, that builds credibility in people's eyes. It really does. Influential marketing is also a huge way to market. No matter what business you're doing, if you can find some influencers within your town or city or, or whatever you're doing, pay them even if you need to pay them to you know do some ads for you. Like That is a huge, a really big marketing thing you can do that a lot of people don't do yet. They just do the traditional Facebook ads or Instagram marketing, which is good too. But if you can find some like influencers in your city who have followers from where you work, that's one of the best things you can do to build your brand. I like that idea. Again, it's, it's not something really that I, I would have said to, to think about. But again, like having somebody that, that is influential within your market, even if it's, again, like you said, like a, a local celebrity or you know, having that support is going to help motivate other people that are supportive of them to support your business as well. Exactly. I mean, they've worked to build that brand and people trust them. And when you build a brand, like I get asked all the time to uh, do sponsorships and shit like that. And I won't do it unless I truly believe in it because I know, you know, I want my followers to get good shit and a good influencer will do that they'll they'll put their brand behind it and once that happens their followers will trust you because of that 100% and it's all about building trust right if uh, you're if you're not creating trust with your clientele then you're not going to have any business and you're not going to continue to grow 100% what exactly would you say is your your ideation process i mean the content that you're coming out with is again not always something new necessarily but it's it's big ideas a lot of the time So what's your process on sort of creating that? I'll be going through my day a lot of the time and I'll think of a funny maybe plot or something will happen to me and I'll just kind of write it down. And then same with, I'll think of a line, you know, something like that. And I'll just write it all down. And then I kind of schedule like, okay, I'm going to do this video this week. And then I start working on that during a couple of days. I I really try and uh, block out a lot of time for creation and filming and stuff like that because I think it's a for me at least it's a big part of my business and I think people still underestimate it a lot what it can do for your business and having that social presence as you said you know you you take a fair amount of time to do that kind of stuff do you find it gets in the way of of doing other parts of your business or have you found sort of a a routine that works for you no you just gotta block it out yeah I mean I've definitely found a routine like obviously if I have like 
to bring buyers out or I have a listing appointment or whatever showings, then, you know, I have to do that. But then I, I kind of build the rest of my day around different creation because my videos now get hundred, two, three, four hundred thousand views. And it's like, you know, go knock on 300,000 doors and tell me how long it takes. Like you're getting in front of so many people by just doing this. And it's not even the followers. You could have 2,000 followers and just hit it. And it's not all about going viral or whatever, but if you can consistently get in front of a couple thousand people every week, then why aren't we all capitalizing on that? For sure. And that's where you've got to wonder if, are you doing what's best for your business? You obviously find that it works for your business, but it may not be necessarily the the be all end all for everybody. But if there's opportunity to try, then why not at least attempt to make make something happen? Yeah. And I mean, I always say this, it's not to say that like drop everything. Those traditional methods are amazing. Door knocking, cold calling, uh, following up with your sphere, doing all that. That's awesome. But like, it's not like a this or that. That's what people always, it seems like you have to do one or the other. It's like, why don't you just add the layer of social? Because yeah, go door knock. But then I always say this, go door knock with a flyer with a QR code on it. Have the QR code go to your Instagram. Either they, you know, they take the flyer, they look at it, they throw it in the garbage. They see a photo of you, they throw it in the garbage. They see you at the door. Okay, whatever. Or there's tech savvy. They click on the QR code. They go to your Instagram. Oh, wow, this person's got a, a pretty good following on it on Instagram. This is pretty cool. And then to add another layer, why don't you target market the area that you're farming and door knocking on Facebook and Instagram? When you leave their house and they have the flyer and they see you and they throw it in the garbage, they go sit down, they go on Instagram and then, oh shit, there's that guy again. He must be doing well. It's just brand awareness. It's like just another layer that I don't think a lot of people are thinking of. We've touched on it before with other guests as well as the idea, you know, having those multiple channels and the multiple opportunities in order to create influence within people. Yeah, for sure. I think we've really talked about this a lot already, but what would you say is the greatest cause for your success? Taking risk. I think people appreciate risk more than you would think because a lot of the times I really swing for the fences and if it doesn't work, it's very uh, <laughs> very public when it doesn't work. And I think people appreciate that. I think people appreciate the creativity that goes into it. At least my audience and my clientele, they appreciate what goes into those videos because they know I'm going to work just as hard for them with the sale of their house or buying them a house because, you know, I put a lot of work into these videos and then just being authentic. And we've heard that a thousand times, but you can tell within five seconds of a video, if someone's doing a comedy video, you can tell when they're uncomfortable, when it's out of their comfort zone, when they're, you know, that's not what they normally do. It gets very cringy. So it's like, it's not about being funny. It's not about being like analytical, be whatever you actually are and try and like hype that up on video. 100%. And, and speaking within your video, I, I'm curious, what would you say is the video that really made you feel like you were doing the right thing? What was it that said, okay, you know what, this is exactly what I want to be doing. The first video I ever posted had got like the most engagement I'd ever gotten. So right away, I knew there was something to it. And then it was probably that Freddie Mercury video where Sir Ann reached out and stuff. I was like, oh, that's, you know, there's definitely something here now. And that's when I kind of realized these are big commercials. This is just about brand awareness to get the most eyes possible on me. 
And then there's been a couple along the way. Like I always say, maybe every couple months you'll you'll get one that hits. I did like a Drake video after that that did really well. An Eminem, I did a couple Eminem videos that did well. Just things like that. But it's definitely not like a one and done. I think that's what people want and they want to think like, oh, I'm going to post this video. I'm going to go viral and then I'm going to have a million followers. That's not what it's about. And people who've been following me for a long time, like this has been a two and a half years, three years of just being consistent with it. For those of you that have not watched any of Matt's videos, you definitely should check them out. The content, again, it's it's funny, it's lighthearted, but it's still real. Like it seems like it's as much as like you said, you know, sometimes you're you are acting and playing a bit more character like. But like you said, it, it's still it's you. It's just, you know, amped up for for the story. That's what, again, people like to see and people want to be a part of that journey in that story. Yeah, it's it's all a part of me. What I've started to do well, especially with my podcast is like, you know, not everything's a joke all the time. Like, you know, we're having this conversation now and obviously I'm not being how I acting or anything like, cause this is a part of me too. Like sometimes we just have a chill conversation. And I talk about how we did things and, and, and that's it. It's just all about the feeling I'm in. I, I think people also, they can be authentic on camera and then they feel like they can't be anything else off camera. And I think you have to kind of set that boundary for yourself. If an opportunity comes up to make a joke, I'll make a joke. But I'm not going to go search for the joke at every minute of the day. Again, it's that idea of being authentic, but also not necessarily, you know, the idea of being on. You don't always have to be this, you know, top level. Here I am. Look at me. Look at my face. You can be can be reserved, can be real, can can, you know, set back, can can be the calm and sort of reserved person when you need to be. Exactly. I mean, because that's part of me too. Sometimes I just like to chill, watch Netflix and eat ice cream. Actually, most times that's normally what I want to do. What's your go-to ice cream usually? Ben and Jerry's uh, Tonight Dough. That's a solid ice cream. Yeah, that's a good ice cream. I'll admit. Solid. That's a, yeah. No, that's not Chapman's bullshit. You know, that's like real deal. It's got a little bit of everything in there for you. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a good one. Before we go, I would like to ask you three questions that we ask every guest. Are you uh, up for answering them? Yeah, let's do it. So what is something you do or use to ensure that you are always striving to work productively? Probably my calendar. (laughs) If it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist anymore. For a long time, I was able to kind of remember everything I was going to do. The best thing I've ever done is kind of time block my days and utilize my calendar to its full potential. It it really makes a huge difference. Crazy. 100%. I mean, I know, I know I'm like that sometimes too. I like to think that I can remember to do everything. And then when I finish the day and I realize that, oh, crap, I forgot something. And it's, it's you know, something important or something crucial that need to get done. Yeah. And then I'm rushing to try and panic to get it finished before the end of the day. Yeah. What is one habit that has transformed your life? Huh, that's a good question. I'm going to say I'm a big believer in the law of attraction and i journal a lot and i think the journaling has uh that's something i guess you can call it a habit but i I journal every single night before bed and a lot of the things that have happened to me i've written in my journal for years uh and i wholeheartedly believe in it i write it down i put it into the universe and then i work towards it and it just really clears things up for me and makes me feel like i can do anything And in fact, a lot of the times when I journal something, I get goosebumps because I know it's close and it does end up being close. Things like working with Ryan Serhant, speaking at Inman, 
speaking at all these events. Like that's been journaled for years. And do you find yourself writing sort of the same things? You said you're, you know, you're trying to write every night. Do you find that you know, you're repeating yourself and that it's, it's helping to manifest? Yep. I repeat most of it and manifest it into reality to the point where the first time I spoke at Inman last year in New York, April, I was writing that down. I was telling people six months before Inman knew who I was that I was going to be speaking at Inman because the thing is, it's not a lie until the day passes and you don't do it. And I'm not a liar. So I knew I had to figure it out. I wrote it down. I'd go to bed every night and and see the the vision of me going out on stage. And when I went out on stage in April at Inman this year, that was the exact thing I saw. It was like I was seeing a blurred out vision and everything cleared up as soon as I got on that stage. And it was the exact thing that I've been manifesting for that last six months or a year. And it sounds crazy for people who don't believe in this shit, but it's, it's a real thing. It 100% is. And that's what I think is really cool is that, I mean, it is a part, part of, you know, success is, is manifestation and part of, you know, being successful and being, you know, driven and having passion helps to get you to those points and get you to where you want to go, right? It's, it's goal setting. And if you, if you really actually want it and you, that's, that's exactly what you have to do, then you, you're going to make it happen. You're going to find a way to, to figure it out and get things to be where you want. For sure. 100%. The last question can sometimes stump people. Uh, sometimes it just comes to them really easily. If you could write a chapter in the Guide to Awesomeness, what would the title be? It would be, for me, and you'd have to watch my videos to know this, it would be, you take care now. That was the line in a lot of my early videos to the point where we actually had merch that said, you take care now. I have a suit that says, you take care now in the, on the inside. It was just like my tagline at the end of all the videos when I was doing like little uh, client skits and stuff like that. And that was, I think, a line that really resonated with people and always made people laugh. And I would call it, you take care now. I like that. And I mean, really, if you really dive into it as much as, you know, like you said, it's just sort of your, your closing line that you have with everything. It's sort of turned into a tagline, but there's a lot of meaning behind it, right? You take care of yourself. You take care of the things you're doing. You take care of your business you're going to see success. You take care of you know, the relationships you have with people. You're going to see more business and just continue to grow. Again, that's just one interpretation of it. I think there's value in a, in a statement like that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I love when you can find different meanings behind something that's so simple, you know? Of course. It's, it's the same with the podcast. I mean, the, the line that it always closes out with is the idea of be awesome today and be even more tomorrow. That's sick. Matt, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you taking the time. Before you go, I'd like to offer you an opportunity to share any sort of details about you and things you want to share, you know, for people to be able to reach out to you and get in contact with you, things, you know, your Instagrams, your YouTube channels, all of that kind of stuff. I'd love for you to share that for with everybody. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, uh, Matt.Leonetti, L-I-O-N-E-T-T-I. Uh, I'm going to be speaking all over North America next year. As of right now, I'm in Sault Ste. Marie and New York City in January. A couple more are going to be booked through the year. I think Palm Springs, Boston, Texas, things like that. None of those are Toronto, Calgary. They're not all set in stone, but I'm going to be all over. So I'd love to uh, meet everybody and... Uh, see you at one of these conferences. So go follow me on Instagram. Uh, send me a DM. I respond back. Yeah. Y'all take care now. Fantastic. Thank you, Matt. Thank you.
be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts to keep up to date with the awesome people and the awesome things we talk about. This is Jonah reminding you to be awesome today and be even more tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody.